But if you got your place there in the Word of God in Jeremiah chapter 18, let's stand for the reading of God's Word tonight. We'll break in at the first verse. The Bible says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on a wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was mired in the hands of the potter. And he made it again another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Notice who said it. The Lord said it. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hands, look at that next part. So are you, or rather it says, so are ye, which means you, in my hands, O house of Israel. And when he talked about there in verse 3, when he said he wrought a work, he created. That's what that means there. He created a work. And then down in verse 4, when he said, it was mired in the hands of the potter. That means it was damaged or disfigured in the hands of the potter. And he made it again. Let us pray. Father, I ask you right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you'll speak through these stammering lips tonight. God, we thank you for the service this morning. We thank you for the message and how that you spoke to us, Lord, but that service is come and gone. We can never call it back. Lord, we need something from you tonight to carry us through this week, something we can feed upon, Lord, that'll help feed our souls, Lord, and give us great understanding of what your word says to us. Lord, we thank you for what you're about to do. Move in a mighty way. For we ask this, Lord, in Jesus' holy name, and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Here we see in this book, God is dealing with the nations and the kingdoms, bringing their lands into judgment because of the idol worship of men of Judah and Jerusalem. God said, I can do as the potter does to the clay. Listen, Christians. Listen to me closely, sinner friends. We are the clay and he is the potter. And it is his will what he does with our lives. And tonight I want to preach a message that the Lord gave me this week as I was praying in my study for the messages that God wanted for this church today. And he gave me this message entitled, He's Still Working On Me. Amen. I'm glad that he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. You remember the old song that the children used to sing? It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars. The sun and the earth, Jupiter and Mars. Praise God, he's still working on me. 
And he's still working on you. Jeremiah talked and gave a great example here of the potter's house. Going down to the potter's house. And I thought, uh, I asked Brother uh, Aaron and Sister Leslie to bring me something tonight. Because I know they had children. And I said, uh, if you would, bring me something I can use tonight to show the congregation something. And the Bible talks about going down to the potter's house. And he said the potter, he was working on the wheel. What was he working on the wheel? But he was working on the clay on the wheel amen that's what we are in the potter's hands is clay tonight that's all you and i are tonight is clay in the potter's hands you and i started out just as dirt i know brother earl you look good tonight you all dressed up got your face shaved got your beard all trimmed up got your hair all slicked back what let what you got left <laughs> And you got it looking good. But you and I came from the dirt, brother. We ain't nothing but clay. That's all we are. We can go in there and brush our teeth and put the smelly good on and do all that stuff. But we're still just a pile of dirt. Amen. And I'm glad that he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. You know, all since I've known the Lord, uh, I'll be 39 years here in February the 1st. It'll be 40 years since I've trusted the Lord as my personal Savior. And for 40 solid years, He's been working on me to make me what I ought to be. And every time He begins to squeeze on me just a little bit, it don't feel real good, but it's exactly what I need. He'll get me sometimes and he'll roll me up, Brother Aaron. He'll smooth me out and I'll feel real good about what God's doing. And he's making me just the way I like it. And everything's working out real good. And I'd say, mm, Lord, everything's going real good. I'm getting real comfortable. And the Lord will see how comfortable I am. And all of a sudden, he'll squeeze me real good like that and mash me up. We need to be mashed tonight by the potter's hands. We need to let the Lord work on us and do a work in our life. Number one, I'm glad what Jeremiah said. I'm glad I've heard the word of God and it's changed my life forevermore. He went down to the, he said, I've heard the word of God there in the scriptures over in Romans 10, 14. He says, how then shall they call upon whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Amen. God has called us to preach the word of God. Not what we think or what we feel or what our convictions is, but we're to preach what thus saith the word of God. I'm not preaching my opinion tonight. I'm not preaching what I have worked up tonight. I'm telling you what the true word of God says. I'm glad I heard the word and I let it work in my life. And as it begins to work, he begins to mold it in my life. Now he can't be molded in my life if I don't apply myself to the word of God how do you apply yourself to the word of God he says study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed but rightly dividing the word of truth if you're going to find out if I'm telling you the truth or not you better get in the book and find out if I'm telling you the truth or not 
It ain't everything that packs the Bible and claims to be born again, being called of God, that is called of God. Especially this day of time. They'll put anything in the pulpit and let it preach and let it do anything in the world. But I'll tell you what, I'm glad that we have the Holy Spirit of God that'll show us inside. It'll speak to us and tell us if what we're hearing is the true, infallible Word of God. I may not know a man's life. I may not know where he's come from. But I know when I hear the truth. Jeremiah 3.15. And he said. And I will give you pastors according to my heart. Which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's what he said he would do. And I'm glad that God has given us a pastor. I don't feel like much of a pastor, but I'm trying to do what thus saith the word of God. I'm trying to lead you in a way that God would be honored with what we're trying to do. Why? Because he's still working on me as a pastor. Every time that I get to one place and I feel like, Lord, I'm getting an understanding. He says, truly, you don't understand. Let me work just a little bit more. Keep on molding you just a little bit more. When I think I've understood it just about where I can go on now, he'll say, you need to study just a little bit more if you ever shut your Bible up and say like you feel like you know it all and you've got it all figured out you better get back on the altars of God and start studying the word of God again because the closer I get to God the more I figure out I don't know nothing about him amen he takes a daily dose of studying and reading and working out our own salvation in fear and with trembling of the Lord can I get an amen it don't happen overnight. This walk that I've got with the Lord didn't happen overnight. It's been 39 years of trials and tribulations and working and studying and going through these things, walking through the valleys, going over the mountaintops, good times, bad times, you know, happy times, sad times. All these things happen. He says there's a season for everything. There's seasons when you're shouting. There's seasons when you're pouting. Amen. And there's more pouting going on in the house of God than they are shouting. Amen. I didn't get too many on that. He was about 20 to 6 tonight, and I was sitting back in my office, and, and I happened to look out, and there wasn't too many people here. I thought, man, I preached so hard this morning. They got pouted up, and they ain't coming back tonight. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to preach the Word of God if everybody leaves. I'm going to stand on what does saith the Word of God. But I'm glad for a few people at Vickers Chapel that want the true Word of God. They want to hear what thus saith the Word, amen. And God is working on you for that. Amen. Don't you want him to work on you? <laughs> work on me, Lord. Make me what I ought to be. It may take more than a week to get your attention. But let him work. Mm, Lord, I don't like that. But it'll come out for good. He can make some wonderful things if you'll just let him work. But our problem is we don't want him to work. Lord, I'm happy where I'm at. But you look like you're awful deformed to me. But Lord, I'm happy with that. But you know what? I'm not my own. <laughs> but I'm kept by him, amen. I'm in his image. And he ain't happy with what he sees right now. 
So he's going to keep on working and molding me in what I need to be for him. Praise God for that. Over in 2 Timothy 4, 2, he tells me as a man of God, he says, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Now, I love to be reproved. I love it. When Brother Randy brags on me, man, I'll stick my chest out. Thank you, Brother Randy. I love to be reproved. But you let Brother Scott come up and rebuke me, and I'll pout like a little child. <laughs> What's he mean, say that to me? Ain't you like that? No, I'm the only one like that. But that's the way we are. We don't like to be rebuked and put down. But you know, part of the scripture says, open rebuke is good that all may fear. Ooh. That's one of them tough ones. We don't like that part of it. Well, we want to get over in Psalms and read how good God is and say, okay, now that's good stuff there. When we start talking about rebuking now, that's not good. We don't want, we don't want to read that part. But we got to read it all, church. Work out your own salvation in fear and trembling of the Lord. Number two, I'm glad that I responded to the word. I didn't just hear the word, but I responded to the word. John 6, No man comes to me except the Father which sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. Jeremiah 31, 3 says, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. I'm glad I responded when he drawed me one day. I remember sitting back long way back there like where Daryl's sitting in the back back there. And the Holy Spirit of God came back there and arrested my heart. Not seeing that Daryl's lost sitting on the back. But I was sitting somewhere way back in the back. And I felt like the whole world had fell in upon me. And he came back there and he arrested my heart and showed me what I was. And I responded to the word of God. How did you respond? I'll tell you how I responded. When that preacher said, if someone here is lost, if you'd like to come and get saved, why don't you come? All I remember is flinching. And the next thing I know, I was in the preacher's arms. Because I remember, he, he was a big old heavy set man. And he was standing there, and, and he didn't have his jacket buttoned. He's standing there like this, won't you come? And I just went to stand up. Next thing I know, I was all the way down there around him like this. I want to get saved. I want to get saved. And we went to the altar, and I began to pray because I responded to how God had spoke to the man of God, how the word had flowed through him and had pricked my heart. God had mashed my heart and showed me I was a dirty, rotten sinner, that I was in need of salvation. And I don't know if I run, floated, flew to the front, but I came down to an old-fashioned altar. I bowed my knee down. And give my heart to the Lord. And I've never been the same since that moment. And at that moment, he started working on me to make me what I ought to be. He started working. He said, son, I got a good work for you. I didn't know what it was. Here I was, an 11-year-old child. I, I felt like I had the sin of the world upon me. And all I'd done was said, Lord, and <laughs> I felt like the world flew off of me. You say, how could a child feel that way? 
when you know to do good and do it not, then it's sin. I'd come to that place of accountability till I knowed what was what, and I was accountable. And I wanted to get saved and give my life to the Lord. And he did just that. Over in John 12, 32, he said, If I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men. How does he draw men? By you and I working, telling people that Jesus loves him. God loves them, but you don't understand. I, I've been in these places of ill repute. I've committed sin that you don't understand. I've hated people. I've hurt people. I've even killed people. You don't understand. But Jesus is drawing people. He's telling them, I love you unconditionally. I'll save you just like you are if you'll come to me. And he'll change your life forever. You'll never be the same. Can I get a witness, church? You'll never, but you need to respond to the word. He said, my spirit will not always strive with a man. You know what? When he knocks, you better respond. Because I said this once before in a message. If I come to your house and knock on the door and you don't come, and I know you're in there. I can see you're in there. You won't come. I keep knocking. Eventually, I'm going to say, you know what? They don't want me. And Brother Aaron, I'm going to leave. Yeah. I'm going to leave brokenhearted because I know that you don't want me there. Yeah. Can you imagine the heart of the Lord? He's knocked so many times. He maybe turned to walk away maybe one more time. Turn and walk away and mumble one more time. And they turn it away, turn it away, and turn it away. They're going to be that day. He won't return. That knock will be over with. I'll get saved sometime. I'll get saved when I get old. I'll get saved after I've done all the things I want to do and, and, and lived the way I want to live and, and partied it up and, and done all I want. I'll get saved then. He may not deal with you then. You can only be saved when he's drawing. He's wanting to work on you, but that work can't start. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Until you answer the call. Answer the door. He's at the door. Even tonight he's at the door. But you'll turn it away. There'll be people walk out of this building. They do it week after week after week. They walk out lost without God. And family members have to come back in and tell the story. How they died on the way home. Or they died in the, on the job or something. And, and I can remember... Watching God work. And we're holding to the pew, gripping and holding their heads down and crying and the tears dripping on the carpet. And me saying, please come, trust the Lord. And they'll walk right out the door and die and go to hell. Someday we'll stand before God. He'll pull back the curtain and go, remember when? At Vicar's Chapel. 
on a cold winter night. I knocked, and you just let it go. I had a work for you, but you turned it away. What you're going to have to do, if you want him to work on you, number three, you're going to have to receive him. You're going to have to receive the word. He said, I am the word. He's the living word. If you're going to get from here to glory, you're going to have to receive the word. How can I do that? John 3, 17, the Bible says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And in Romans 3, 23, he said, For all have sinned. Everybody in this building. Can I get a witness, church? We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Even today, we've come short of the glory of God. We're not perfect. We come short. But it's the grace of God that keeps us. Amen. We thank God for that. But we've come short of that glory. And then in Romans 6, 23, he says, For the wages, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's a gift that he wants to give you and I. It's a work that he wants to give you and I. It's a precious gift that he's going to give you. It's called eternity. Life forever. They talk about the fountain of youth living forever. I've got the fountain of youth. I know how to live forever. It's Jesus. That's how you'll live forever. Accept him in your life and you'll never die again. Oh yes, your physical form will die out. But I'll tell you what, that spiritual man and woman will live forever and ever and never die. And he'll begin a work in you like you've never seen before. Is it really that simple? Let me tell you how simple it is. Romans 10, 9. I love this. It really can't be that... Brother Bo, is it really that simple? Surely I've got to pay something for it. Is it like buying a big brick home? We've got to pay a big mortgage and, and finance it and pay on it a long time. That surely is how it's got to be. Eternity in heaven. We've got to finance that, surely, and have a big interest rate. That must be how it is. got good news for you. That ain't how it is. <laughs> Well, glory, I'm glad that money ain't got no hold on heaven, amen. There ain't no interest rates in heaven. There'll be no loans kept over there. I'm glad he said that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead. He said, thou, thou, you shall be saved. It can't be that simple. I'm telling you tonight, it's that simple. God will save you just like that. How's it happen? With a heart, man believeth unto righteousness. I believe it, but with a mouth. <laughs> Anybody that's ashamed to confess it, brother, I worry about what they got. Amen? I believe if you truly got it, you'll be a, you won't be ashamed to confess it. Amen? For with a heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with a mouth confession is made 
unto salvation. For whosoever. <laughs> Lord, I'm about to run outside, I'm telling you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall. Not maybe, not he'll think about it. He said, thou shall be saved. And when he moves in, that's when the work starts. <laughs> that's when the work starts. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Forty years later, he's still working. Amen. He's still molding. He's still doing. Amen. And when he gets it real good, then he'll start all over again and do it again. How long does he do that? He'll do it all your life. Because he'll make you for the time that you're in. Just like when God sent me here to pastor, he had to start molding me again. Why? I hadn't pastored in 10 years. He had to get me ready to pastor again. So he started molding me again, get my heart, my mind right again. I got to form you and get your, get your ways right, get your mind right, so I can get you in this work. And one that you ain't been in a while, next thing I know, here I am. And I'm working, doing what God wants me to do. And as things change and we move forward and I have to adapt to situations, he keeps on working. Things get tough and he keeps on working. And I say, Lord, there's over 130. Now there's 150. Lord, what am I going to do? It's only one man. I'm having a hard time, Lord. He said, trust me, I'm working on it. And that's what he'll do. But you know what he's doing tonight? Somebody could be getting the last call you'll ever get as we stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed.